0: Welcome to the Texas Greek Life Podcast. Thank you for tuning in again for our second episode. I'm Zach Cook, the host of the podcast. Uh, Texas Greek Life Podcast is the only Greek community podcast that's focusing on the real stories that are happening today on today's college campuses across the great state of Texas that are affecting uh Greek life, fraternities and sororities, their operations at those campuses. We're going to be interviewing the presidents of uh, fraternities, sororities, um, talking about you know unique events that are going on on their campus, how they deal with nationals, how they do recruiting, um, what happens after a suspension, all sorts of interesting things like that. And uh, today we have a really interesting episode. Uh, thought it was fascinating. Um, we brought the president of Sigma Chi from Texas State, uh, a really well-spoken and uh, interesting individual named Cole Evans, to talk about what's been going on at Texas State. They had a tragic accident um, where a Phi Psi member, uh, you know, that had just crossed over, had died from uh, from alcohol poisoning or, uh, or or related type of death. Uh, I think last October in in 2017, and uh, all of Greek life activities were suspended at the campus, um, and they're just now bringing it back on uh, Texas State's campus with some new rules. And Cole Evan Cole Evans, our guest, uh, shed some some light on the situation and gave an interesting perspective on uh, you know what it's like to go through one of these experiences where. You know, there's an accident on campus, and the school decides to to step in and intervene uh, the actual university and shut down Greek life, and uh, in this case, they're bringing it back. So without further ado, it's really interesting. Uh, I will present this conversation between myself and Cole Evans of Texas State University Sigma Chi. Welcome to the Texas Greek Life Podcast. This is our second episode, and we have a really special guest with us today to talk about a topic that I think is really interesting. Anyone that's paying attention to Greek life and uh, how things are going uh, with the Greek community here in Texas, we have Cole Evans. He is the current president of Sigma Chi at Texas State University and has really been right front and center in observing, you know, what happened after that tragic incident where
1: uh, a Faisai, he was a pledge, I believe? Uh, yeah, th- it's kind of up in the air. Uh, for, I know some Faisais that say that he was active or had just finished yeah. Uh so I don't know the exact way about it, but... Anyways, it
0: was, it was one of those tragic incidents where um, drank too much alcohol. It was at, uh, as far as I understand, at a fraternity event, so it makes sense that they would get a lot of scrutiny, but um, you know, one of those events happens, happened at uh, a at Texas State, and Greek life was suspended at Texas State, and it's now gonna be reinstated with some new rules. So we're just talking to a leader on the campus um, who can give us some insight and talk about this sort of situation and how the university has handled it, and uh, get his input from someone who's actually on the ground. Um, as far as how these kind of situations are handled. So thanks again for coming on here, Cole. Uh, definitely. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. So, Okay, so um, what's just the general state of things now at Texas State? Um, I know that uh, they sent out some rules, and they said, okay, Greek life is no longer suspended, or, or either, you, you'll just clarify, uh, but or either we're about to let them back on campus and... Um, you know, so Greek life is still going to be a thing at Texas State. They're not just shutting it down forever, like I think they did at Florida State, or or maybe they brought it back there too. But, um, you know, we're going to bring it back, but we need to have stricter rules, and uh, we can kind of go into some details. But did I get the basic situation
1: right and just give us a summary of where we're at right now? So pretty much, yes. Um, so we got kicked off in November at the beginning of November completely from uh, our Greek life went to a standstill at that point. No chapter meetings, no, no business whatsoever. Um, so with that being said we were on it until well we're still on it technically until after spring break is the deadline that we see that we should be back having chapter meetings. However um, it's still be dated. I was told in January we would be back at the end of January. Then I was told at the beginning of February we'd be back at the end of February. So I kind of just take it with a grain of salt, right. really, what's being said. Um, but with the new guidelines, they're asking all of us to pretty much sign these guidelines. Uh, me as chapter president, um, our next chapter president um, that's coming up, as well as um, every brother in the chapter eventually will have to pretty much sign off on it Okay. when we have chapter meetings. Um, and then our chapter advisor. So, it was kind of like when uh, the uh,
0: the people in the South, after the Civil War, were allowed to become citizens again. They had to kind of take this oath, you know, that uh, like, <laughs> I'm going to follow these rules, and like, uh, you know, I'm a good citizen, and, uh, you know, X, Y, Z to be allowed to... I, I don't remember the details, but that's pretty analogous.
1: Uh, oh, definitely. I mean, we're... Uh, at Texas State, Greek life is like a second-class citizen, for sure. It's just a the thought process and, and its understanding. There's been two deaths at Texas State uh, Greek life in a year. Uh, there's an eighty pie that died at an event uh, that a, a few fraternities had thrown. Um, a tragic death as well as this death. So it's uh, it's a sad thing. But there's also 19, I think, this last semester, unrelated Greek life deaths due to alcohol. So why isn't the whole school shutting down completely?
0: Wow! Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, so there was
1: nine- nineteen. There's the. I have to be. I'd have to look up the statistic again. because I had to talk with. I had a buddy. Uh, he's actually at FI-Sci. Uh We were talking about it. But Was said, it
0: approximately right? Even if it's not for sure, nineteen. Just yeah, nineteen just, Texas State college students that semester.
1: It's semester a year. I know it's nineteen. Is the number that we we and that's just Texas about. State. Uh, yes, that's what we're told. Texas State. Damn. So
0: that's that's a lot of people.
1: That is. That's shocking. But, but you gotta think, that's, uh, it says alcohol related. There's also probably, with the alcohol related, probably Good DWI, idea. stuff yeah. like that. But still, that's 19 deaths with some sort of alcohol or impaired in some way, maybe it's drugs. Uh, it was 19's number, and that's the thing that I'm sitting here looking at. That's a semester or even a year maybe we're contributing to that but it doesn't seem like we're the most contributing since two out of 19 uh, like i said that is terrible but two out of 19 and it looks like there's an overall maybe an overall problem that uh we're pretty much ignoring and this is just a band-aid on a uh on a terrible plumbing situation as a whole is kind of what i would say yeah so um uh,
0: man that's a that's a really interesting fact to bring on board and i something i wasn't I wasn't aware of. Um, I just want to linger on that just for a second before I talk about the new policies and stuff. This this problem is really a problem of college students drinking too much. Uh, probably didn't didn't drink, you know, because we because of the drinking laws we have in America. Like, you know, it's not like Italy or something where people start drinking in safe conditions at home. You know, if they were like me, they haven't drank a drop of alcohol. Or maybe once before they went to college, then they do a complete 180, and it's all binge drinking. They have no, you know, uh, no processes, or they haven't built any of their own, like, you know, ways of of handling it, or ways of monitoring themselves. Um, I guess I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you know, it seems like this is really more of a problem just for this entire generation of, of college students, and that it just happens To base off those statistics, which I never thought about before, this doesn't seem like it's uniquely a Greek problem at all.
1: No, not at all. Um, So that's exactly what you're saying is what I've argued with anyone I've spoke with, school official wise. Is if your big issue here is drinking and these kids dealing with drinking, I was lucky enough to have. uh, Well, I guess lucky enough. I I had parents who pretty much let me drink at like 16, not drink, but have sips of beers, you know, hang out with them, type of stuff like that. Yeah. I lived in Arkansas, so, you know, there's very seldom rules anyways, but <laughs> there is, yeah. So, as, uh, as I got older, I was accustomed to alcohol, but the thing is, you're given an 18 to 19 year old kid who is completely, let's just say he's never... He's always had someone watching him all the time, and now he gets to go off and do what he wants with or without a Greek organization. You can argue that a Greek organization might speed it up, but it's eventually going to happen regardless. He's eventually... There's parties... first party I went to at Texas State was not a Greek party. I mean, it is it, happening regardless. Yeah, of course, the majority
0: of parties aren't Greek life parties.
1: And that's what I'm saying. So our idea is the Greek life parties are easily seen because... The they're, really crowd, more they're, yeah, they're more organized. they're more organized. You have more money being spent. It's, it's a business running and throwing events, pretty much, and... Those are the ones that get seen because they're well, they're well organized, although some are not. But, and they're kind of advertised. Yeah, they're, it, well, it, what's nuts is you go to a lot of different schools. What it baffles me when I try to talk with Texas State officials is uh, one, of my, uh, one of the guys I looked up to and grew up down the street was President of St. McKay, at Arkansas, and stuff like that. I have a ton of buddies that are different fraternities in Arkansas. You talk to them... I mean, at, at University of Arkansas, University of Central Arkansas, they're throwing events, and they're pretty much advertising these events. I, I just was on Twitter yesterday. My buddy is a sick tall at UCA, University mm-hmm. of Central Arkansas. Mm-hmm. They're advertising on their Twitter. like They're retweeting posts on their Instagram like, hey, come out to – I can't – just throw in the there. Yeah, a – Buy a Yeah, a joggers and loggers theme party. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they're going to this event. They're advertising it, and they're saying – All girls get them free, $10 for anyone else. They're advertising that. I think it was like with the UCA ID. We don't even have the luxury of like, the school is pretty much like, do not let us know almost. So that's what's nuts to me is, and they have a lot less issues because I think when you lean into it, when you have people who are worried, uh, or or, this is how I see it, when you have someone that is over the top of someone to the point that they're stressing them and they put all these guidelines on them, it looks rebellious. Thought process as a chapter president, I see it. Guys are like, screw it, let's just do what we want. You know what? They don't want us here, so you know we don't want to deal with them. And that's a terrible attitude to have with each other because it's just going to lead to pretty much both sides going away from each other completely. I mean, I don't know. It's my personal thought on it, but wow, this sounds like an intractable problem. I guess uh,
0: let's switch gears a little bit. I do agree with you though. I mean, everything's better done out in the open, oh, right? You know, like transparency. Yeah, it's like these college students are gonna are gonna do it regardless. Uh, I mean, as in having these parties, and so um, I guess kind of having them be more underground or something doesn't doesn't do anyone a, a service.
1: Well, and and what you were saying earlier too, I forgot to kind of state this, but the 18 year old deal, drop the drinking age to 18, drop it and maybe let kids who are going to college the first times be at bars and stuff like that where there's a bouncer who kicks them out of the bar if they're being loud where it takes forever to get a drink. And then when they lose all their money because the alcohol doesn't cost $5, $10 for a handle of crappy vodka, and let them have to start wing them in that way. Because I promise you um, if kids have the opportunity to start going out at 18 – Yes, uh, that probably first two to three weeks, they're going to just be probably a little stupid. Yeah. But usually when they're going out to the bars and stuff like that, their buddies are getting Ubers, stuff like that. There's Ubers on the square, type stuff like that. Or if the school wants to make a difference, like I said, let's as a state drop it to 18. Let's do that. And then also, let's have the school, you want to stop people drinking and driving dying on campus? All right, we'll make a busing system from the square to their dorm system. Yeah, that be good. And then yeah. you that starts teaching you have to ingrain in people's mind what safe drinking is and dr- drinking and getting home safe without having to drive. Like, when you ingrain that in a kid who's never done it before, because if his first experience he's never really drank and he gets messed up and he drives home and he makes it home safe, he just thinks, oh, it's fine, you know, like, this is okay, I can do this. Yeah. But if he's getting busted there, it becomes into his mind, He's like, okay, this is the way to do it, this is the way I need to do it, you know. In, instead of a tragedy happening where he has to wake up and be like, wow, I caused that, or DWI or DUI. So. Yeah. I and mean,
0: those are all good suggestions. I, obviously, we don't have enough power no, to uh, no. influence whether they're going to change the uh-uh. drinking age, so we've got to just uh, work around that. But, I mean, that's that's all interesting stuff. So what rules did they lay out, and let's, let's talk about that. So what, what were the restrictions um, that uh, they said, you know, you'd have to adopt – to uh, start acting as a chapter again, and uh, then there's something I wanna, a follow-up question I wanna ask, but let's just t- talk about that so people know it.
1: So so first off, what's funny is I was in a meeting with our headquarters, our nationals, right before this, and they came out with new rules, which you think, they drop your uh, new member program in the five weeks, They've no drinking during rush or uh, during their new member education period, stuff like that, as well as a three-to-one ratio of people at your events, um, which still isn't always fun, but it's understandable. Then the school, almost two-and-a-half weeks later, goes, oh, no, throw that out the window. You're going to have a four-week new member program. So everyone across the board has to have a four-week new member program. Then they also have to have a... Uh, two to one ratio at events, and no events can be over 400 people. Um, the other rules are pretty much things like uh, chapter advisors have to go through, which I think is fine. Uh, a reevaluation or like training period every like year to two years or something like that, as well as the chapter has to go to risk management training. 75% have to go. Um, pretty. That stuff right there, not too too bad. The GPA requirement obviously goes up, which is nuts because, to me, um, which is fine. We strive to have academics and stuff like that, but um, the fact that on the uh, there's kids that could go to Texas State and have a. Two, I think it's a two I think we have to have over a two seven five to have four events during the semester uh-huh. with alcohol. Yeah. Um, a kid can have a two five at Texas State who's not in Greek life and throw as many parties as he wants at wherever he lives him somebody's over the house together and yeah. they're all under two fives. I think then it goes like it drops in increments. If you're under a two six, three events two four, two events, and then other than that, it's like no events, pretty much. Okay, so pretty heavy restrictions on Pretty heavy events. restrictions, as well as, there are already new rules. There's no out-of-town
0: events as well, right?
1: Yeah, no uh, events at a 100-mile radius, which kills formal, you know, you go to New Orleans, stuff like that. Um, which is, in my opinion, uh, if we're doing something 30 miles away, or 600 miles away, um, we're probably going to be doing the same exact thing. What's the reasoning behind the no events farther than 100 miles away? I don't know. I literally think that that was just something that they're like, oh, that sounds good in the meeting. They're like, yeah, that that makes us look good because there's no, like, earthly, we're going to be doing the same. <laughs> we don't drinking. want them to travel. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what, we, <laughs> I've never, we've never as a fraternity, I think as group organizations, we get to bad rap for, like, not thinking things through because we think things through a lot better than a lot of people think like we're not dumb. we get a charter bus with nice bus seats to take you to New Orleans because first off you know that you're going to be drinking as soon as you get on that bus if it's four in the morning or not because it's your weekend it's usually after finals you're having a great time and then you know you're not oh, going to supposed to say that. that that people drink on the party bus. yeah probably not probably not <laughs> but yeah, uh, of course they do. yeah so like that's the that's the thing it's just like nuts to me it's they're like we're inverting a lot of risk, you know, they just, we could be dumber and just say, hey, you know what, let's all drive up there single-handedly, just group caravans, so. It should be no events between 10 miles to 100 miles yeah, away. Yeah, that's exactly, you drive yeah, 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 that's <laughs> exactly what it should be. That's what I said when they said the rule, I was like, wouldn't you want it where, like, every event, I, originally when I read it, I was cracking up because I thought I said an event to Can you make to it to be. San Antonio, Is the Riverwalk, by the way? How far is that I told you, it's got a. Oh, it's close. It's probably cutting of close. I don't know. It's like you know. It can't be a hundred miles, but still. No, I'm I don't in, think so. Uh, I think you're good. But I know that uh, Ted say I was originally reading That's it. That's your I, new plan, by the way. Yeah. Boardwalk. Well, we go. We went there for the. Uh, well, if we have four events, <laughs> so I guess we yeah. <laughs> But uh, in San Antonio, we uh, we did it, or we went to the freaking hockey team. I don't know who they are. Okay. But uh, what I'm saying though is. I read it the first time. I thought it said a hundred miles. It had, we had to be a hundred miles away from the school, and I was cracking up because I was like, you were just." I was like, "We're just gonna take party buses everywhere." Now. Well, I mean, that does make sense. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I was a role. yeah, that's what I was definitely thinking. Like, get away from us as far as possible. Like, uh, you can't blame it. no PR.
0: Yeah. The Texas State, if it's far away. Um, what are some of these rules that I don't quite understand? So, um, this one's probably pretty obvious. I'm probably just missing it. What is the why is it safer to have a shorter recruitment period? Uh
1: so I don't I don't exactly know. So they I mean, your national's recommended it too. It must have some so. reasoning. So our net, our, our recruitment period's the same, we can still recruit the same. Oh, okay. uh, just Sorry, no out so. just no just no alcohol during the recruitment process. Um and then um, so, what's the four-week thing? The four-week thing is new member programs. Ah, pledge oh, pledge. Shape. Yeah, so four weeks. Whoa, a four-week pledge. Shape, which is so it, all online anyways now. Any organization almost now is all online type. I mean, so it's not even, it's like taking an online class, but four weeks. So, or five weeks for nationals, four weeks for the school. Um, what, uh, I guess I don't really get it. What's the benefit of that? I think that they think the process is cutting it down to four weeks is going to be like all right. Well, they're not going to haze these guys pretty much, which I promise you. I I've been to a lot of different schools. I've came in from uh, my uncle. I have a lot of family that was in Greek life. It has changed a hundred and fifty percent since, or a thousand percent probably. And uh, but four weeks is is not so to. Technically, hazing is seen if they're in suits and ties on campus. So if we make you dress up on Tuesday and Thursday because we think you should look nice those days because you're going to have to dress nice for a job and wear a tie, that is hazing. So they want to cut everything like that out, and they think four weeks pretty much cuts that out. doesn't let them get anything done, which in my opinion, some of these organizations, which are the ones that if continually cause problems anyways, are going to be the ones that, oh, now you just gave them a deadline to push everything in that they had to I do. I'm trying to
0: get to the point of what the logic here, because if if <coughs> their solution, and hey, okay, just real quick, they did have to take some action oh, on definitely. this. I mean, it sounds kind of slightly arbitrary is what we're getting at, but uh, I mean, I guess they, they felt like they had to do something, which, you know, I understand their perspective. Um, but if the solution to each time there's an incident like this is just to to try to reduce the scope of, of Greek life, just say, well, okay, well you can't, you just need to have a shorter time period, less events. I guess they're just treating, you know, Greek life and the events like a necessary evil and they want to have the smallest amount of it. Possible that, that that really seems like their attitude with these rules. Okay, well then you just have less events, uh, shorter ship. Now I get what it is, ship. So yeah. new member, whatever. Yeah, um, a, the peace I mean, the then uh, man, I mean that's that's a that's a, a sorry state of things. Do you think Texas State's Greek life will survive with the same vibrancy moving forward?
1: Not, no, not a chance. Um, it's going to lead to. It's going to. Uh, I see the storm coming. I know a few other guys. I'm good friends with a lot of guys in other organizations around there. Um, And in the past, I think states always had a rivalry in Greek life, like a lot of other places, but probably a little bit more just like animosity against one another. But it's actually brought a lot of organizations closer to each other because of it. And what's going to happen, or what I'm worried about happening, is that they're going to push organizations to pretty much completely disaffect affiliate with school and uh, if you disaffiliate with school usually your nationals is going to disaffiliate with you and then you're just going to have these social club organizations who are not going to be recognized by the school who are going to be doing what they want and they still have a ton of alumni base. Like we forget like these organizations... I mean isn't there a strong argument to be made for that? It seems yeah. like people won't be making that argument no, for that. No, definitely. We, we, uh, we get... I get told that by a brother constantly like why are we still in this if they don't want us to be here you know like why what's your come? answer to that uh so my my main answer is you always want to keep good ties with the school that we're obviously being a part of you never want to uh you never want to disaffiliate from your school fully if you're still attending the school because it's kind of like a weird deal because you're still students of their school and i i think it leads to a point of there's maybe some faculty and staff you still have to deal with them every day and it's really know, weird though man these These schools, which are,
0: you know, places of learning, and they're trying to teach you how to be an engineer or a biologist to prepare you for medical school or whatever, and they have these student organizations, but they usually have some career focus that's in it, so it makes sense that they're in charge of the school. It's really a weird system for the school to preside over these, these social Clubs that are, like, you know, they're a type of professional development, but it's a really odd structure, I have to say.
1: No, it's it's a very weird deal. I mean, you have, you're pretty much telling these kids in these organizations, you guys, we're second-class citizens, and there's people who can chain themselves up to a statue. We're on the news all the time for different types of free speech on campus, which I'm fine with. I I don't care. But the fact that we can have people uh, pretty much, like, Cut bus in from other campuses into our quad. They're bus in from the UT after the just the uh, presidential election last semester, and pretty much all classes were shut down because you literally couldn't get through the campus. And then that though is seen as like, yeah, gung ho. Like that's awesome. We're, I'm still a student here, and the fact that I can't go and like we're shutting down classes because election, but we throw a party, and that's seen as bad. People still go to class the next day. So like that's where my logic, in my opinion, comes in. Is like. Okay, so it's okay for them to do what they want and express themselves, but as Greek organizations, we can't express ourselves. I mean, for philanthropy alone, I was our philanthropy chair. Right. We raised almost $20,000 for cancer research. We got put on probation for that event. Right? The, the fact that I, I bartended a country club, I, a lot of people were in this Austin awesome area, and I talked to them, and I tell them the story, and they're like, You got put on probation for raising money for cancer research. It's like, Do you know how dumb that sounds? We raised more money than any other organization from what I knew in the last five years just in three days. I mean, $20,000. It's a ridiculous number and they put us on suspension for alcohol violation uh, at Chimney's which we, to, for people to know this, you can't have alcohol in your philanthropy but in our philanthropy we did it from 11 a.m. till 10 p.m not during drinking hours and we only took money from food yeah but since drinks can still be there people can still drink you can't have it there which my argument was the 21 year old adults you can't tell them if they can or cannot drink like if the government can't tell them to drink the school can't tell them how to drink like if you can and they're like no you have to register that as a social event well you can't register I'm not going to register my philanthropy event as a social event because my guys are like we only have four of these things why would okay. we and then our last one, we got we we got in trouble for sig auction as well, which we raised that night alone eight something grand, and we get in trouble because it's at the mark, which is pretty much like a it's a bar, but it's has a giant stage where artists always perform, and they do eighteen and um, eighteen and up events all the time, and mark is eighteen and up to get in, and they have their own security up there, and you can buy drinks, but we don't get money for the drinks again, we, we just get. We literally sell brothers with talents, and that's where we get our money. Yeah. And we have organizations, specific organizations, who text me, their leaders text me and go, we have never been closer as an organization till these events. Thank you for bringing us closer. That type of stuff is stuff that should be prominent. We should be getting, you know, high fives for from the campus. That's good light. But instead, we're getting put on probation, and that leads guys to be like, well, screw this. We get in trouble for just our philanthropy. We might as well just do what we want. Them. yeah i mean it's a tough situation
0: um i uh i hope that you know greek life still remains strong at texas state and uh it's hard to see the situation really getting better but uh but what can you do um you know i really appreciate you coming on and we'll continue this conversation with other people and other campuses and um i, I really appreciate you shedding some light on this no definitely thank
1: you for having me Alright, yes sir.
0: Great. This episode of the Texas Greek Life podcast is brought to you by Modern Greek. Modern Greek is a Greek apparel company who is really changing the customer experience for fraternity and sorority t-shirt chairs and how they buy their apparel. Um they're taking a lot of the pain out of the process, a lot of the time spent by the t-shirt chair doing monotonous, boring, difficult things that could be automated or made easier, they're, you know, they're making it easier to place your apparel orders. So a great example of this is that Modern Greek at no extra cost on every single order, individually bags the order, individually bags and tags the order, and when it arrives, at your fraternity house and you're used to just a box filled with shirts, um, you know, stacked from small, medium to large. Um, And then the t-shirt chair and whoever they recruit to help them out has to go about distributing those to 50 members, 100 members, 200 people that order the apparel. Um, It can be a nightmare and a lot of work. People think they ordered a large but they didn't so they pick up the wrong size and then there's just all the hassle of organizing that handout process and making sure that people get what they ordered online. So that problem is completely eliminated with Modern Greek. All orders come individually packaged Um, and not only that but the person's entire order is in one bag. It's not just each product is bagged because then you'd still have to dig through if you ordered three or four shirts and find your three or four different bags. Um, That's just one example of the way that Modern Greek makes ordering Greek apparel super easy. So please go check them out at moderngreek.us or uh, give myself, Zach Cook, the president of the company, uh, a call or text on my cell phone 936-443-3449 or you can get in touch with me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at moderngreek.us or sales, S-A-L-E-S, at moderngreek.us. We would love to help you out. and charge you about basically the same price they are used to, but not have to do that you know, that, that handout process, and it, it makes it a lot easier with the individual bagging. That's just, a, just the start of it, just the tip of the iceberg. We have an amazingly convenient online ordering system with uh, order tracking, and we're launching a mobile application in just a couple months that will continue to make things easier um, for our customers to place their Greek apparel orders. So uh, please give us... Uh, a look and uh, consider using us for your next Greek apparel order and uh, go ahead and try it out Thanks.